live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Tuesday here in Sin City. Ted Sabransky, Teddy Covers at Teddy Underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by my co-host Ralph Michaels at Cal Sports LV on Twitter. And we have a loaded show today. I want to welcome all of you watching on the Sports Grid TV network. Welcome to all of you watching on Zumo uh, Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio network and all of our podcast outlets. And today, Ralph, is a special day in sports. It's the start of the World Series. It started the NBA season. We got Monday Night Football to talk about. College football recap, we legitimately have a loaded show. We'll be here for an hour, and we're going to get everything in in your Sports Central for Betters. Let's start with what we like to call BBBBBB, bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books, a little Monday night football recap, and not much drama last night, Ralph. Patriots and under from the get-go. And you know when this game was over? It wasn't over when New England scored the first touchdown. That long 16-play drive. It was over when the Jets, <laughs> when Adam Gase, and this one's on the coach, all right? You're playing New England. The one thing you don't do is take the opening kickoff out of the end zone and try to run it back. He got to the 12. There was a block, a legal block. They just got the ball at the six. And Sam Darnold in his first drive is starting from right beyond his own goalposts. He's under pressure from the get-go. He throws the pick. And right then and there, Ralph, First quarter, that game was over. The only question was whether it was going to go over or under. The Patriots were going to cover from that kick return. And that's on the coach. That was it for the Jets. They had nothing. It was a, as boring and one-sided a game as you'll ever see, unless you had Patriots and under, in which case it was a beautiful game to watch. Uh, what did you think of Monday Night Football last night, Ralph? Well, it reminded me of the Super Bowl. If you had every prop under, we're going to talk about those props you cleaned up. So, to me... You know, it was as bad as I've seen a quarterback play. And, you know, we know game snowball, but I had the Crowder prop that I played. And, you know, it was Crowder. We'll talk about it. Four and a half receptions. And not once did Sam Darnold look to the right side first. Every play, he looks to the left side. Anyone could defend that. I watched it very closely because Crowder often lines up on the right side. Um the Jets have some issues, but you know what? They look this bad uh, the week before they beat Dallas, so you never know. And again, everyone's blaming Sam Darnold today. What did we talk about on SportsGrid yesterday? We said the Jets could be without four of their starting offensive linemen. What happened? Well, two of them were good enough to start, uh, but they weren't healthy enough to finish. The Jets' offensive line was a mess. Of course the quarterback is going to have a bad day when your offensive line's a mess. It's... <laughs> The mainstream media is going to talk about this superstar and that superstar here on Wager Talk. We're going to talk about who's going to win the battle of the trenches. And last night, that was determined before kickoff. The Jets off of the line had no answers. From a prop shop standpoint, you talked about it, Ralph. A whole lot of unders, including some brutal ones. I talked about liking Brady under 285 and a half. Uh, and the Patriots didn't need to throw the football at all after halftime of that ball game, And they played accordingly. Uh, uh, Brady, no INT. That was minus 145. The yes cash, a nice plus price prop with Brady throwing that late pick. Darnold under 221 and a half passing yards. Heck, he didn't get to 100. The Jets got shut out, so we know that Darnold went under uh, one and a half touchdown passes. 
Sony Michelle rushing yards. Yeah, he got three touchdowns. He didn't get 68 and a half rushing yards. That one was no good. And how about this one? James White rushing and receiving yards over under 59 and a half. He had 59 receiving yards and he had five carries. He finished with 59 total yards. Ouch. That one stung. If you had White, I believe he lost yardage on his last rush. That cost you the game. Uh, that cost you that prop. That, no question, Ralph, a tough one. <laughs> if you had White. Le'Veon Bell stayed under rushing and receiving yards total. Crowder got to four. He didn't get to four and a half. Uh, he was over four and a half. The over was plus 105. Edelman didn't score a touchdown. And basically anything we talked about on yesterday's show <laughs> didn't come through. The undermade field goals on uh, three and a half uh, at minus 150. That was a winner for those who bet that particular prop. Thoughts on the props, Ralph, on a night where a whole lot of unders cashed in. If you were betting overs, you didn't enjoy that a whole lot necessarily with those player props on Monday Night Football. We've talked about it. I mean, the props are slanted to the overs because when people tend to pick out a player they like, they're going to play the overs. It just showed the example of of having an edge. So, um, like I said, I, I like the one prop. I bet the one prop, the prop I gave out yesterday, and uh, it was brutal. They got they got me close. Uh, you know, when they got the ball back in the fourth quarter with under a minute and a half to go, I said, okay, I only need one more. Not a chance. Yeah, well, you had a chance. Uh, I was doing uh, in-game live uh, with uh, Marenzi and Kevin Walsh last Thursday night. Marenzi caught a prop on the final drive of the game that was dead nuts, and they had a couple of catches, and all of a sudden, well, I was dead. No, I'm live! And that's the thing with betting overs is you are live until the game goes final. That being said, when Brady yardage goes under, Darnold yardage goes under, touchdown passes go under, Michelle rush yards go under, White rush to receive yards go under, Le'Veon Bell rush receiving yards go under, Crowder rushing yards go under, field goals go under, and the game goes under, well, not much sneaking over on the final drive of the night. NFL trade news uh, today, and we'll do a lot of NFL here in the opening segment. We're not going to touch on the NFL for the rest of the show with basketball uh, and college football and so much else. To go on, we'll have, we'll have a full college football recap uh, in segment two of this show. But we need to talk a little NFL news here. Let's start with the trade deadline. The Patriots get Mohamed Sanu. Everyone's saying, oh, New England shouldn't have done that. They traded a second rounder. It's a Super Bowl team this year. You need every weapon you can find. Uh, I don't argue with that move for Mohamed Sanu. The Texans get Gary and Conley, the Raiders' number one draft choice back in 2017. They've already given up on the guy. Sanu to New England, Conley to Houston. Any opinion there on the NFL trade deadline that's approaching this week? Well, New England gets better, and that's not a surprise. And the Raiders, you know, we're just seeing them clean house. If you weren't a Gruden guy, you weren't a Maylock guy, then, you know, you're getting traded. See uh, Khalil Mack, see Amari Cooper, and now Conley. And, of course, on other NFL news, the Eagles. Uh, cut Skandrick and Spence. That came a week after they cut their starting linebacker following another loss. Back-to-back ugly defensive showings for Philly. A little bit of panic, perhaps, from Doug Peterson and company. I don't like that move, cutting two veterans, even though there were no-shows against Dallas this past Sunday. When we come back, it's TNA time. Ralph's trends and angles in college football. Stay tuned here on more, more Wager Talk. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Breaking news here on Wager Talk. We've had one more big deal in the NFL, and it came just now. Emmanuel Sanders gets uh, goes to San Francisco. The 49ers willing to trade a third and a fourth rounder in the 2020 draft to pick up the former Super Bowl winner in Denver. That bolsters, no question, the 49ers receiving core, which was one of their weaker units. As for Denver, it looks once again like the Broncos will be playing for next year, Ralph. There's no question the 49ers needed someone. I mean, when you have a, a tight end like Kittle, your wide receiver is going to have success. I, I think the player has to be happy to go to the situation, and I think the 49ers are happy, and I wouldn't surprise if they trade for another wideout as well still. Yeah, I mean, Dante Pettis, uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, they're starting receivers now. I would think Sanders will move in uh, to that starting lineup for San Francisco. The rich get richer as the 49ers off to one of the hottest starts in the NFL. On Tuesdays, we like to do what we learned from the weekend, and we're going to go do a little deep dive into college football right now. And we start every week, I call it Ralph's TNA. Ralph's trends and angles for college football. Let's talk about what we learned this past week and what trends and angles are paying off and which ones we might want to stay away from. What do you got for us today, Ralph? 
There's a trend that we've talked about each week here on the show, and it's those teams that got outgained by 120 or more yards yet won the game, and this week they're an away dog. Well, there are no teams that fit in the mold this week. It did have another loser this past week on USF. That angle now 10 and 27 against the spread, a great play against something if you're not watching each week to write down and follow and make sure you're fading those teams. Another situation we have followed throughout the year, teams that have popped up in the AP poll for the first time since the opener. Well, they went two and one last week. That's because they were facing Rutgers, Vanderbilt, and ULM. We had a winner on Minnesota, a winner on App State, and Missouri did lose in that role. Those first-time teams in the AP poll, now 4-13 and 13 against the spread. Those reappearing in the poll have gone 1-3. and three. Those teams that look to fade, Wake Forest and Iowa State. And a brand new system to bring into the mix this week, Teddy. And I call it bad into the bye, bad out of the bye. Since 2010, so we have a nice 10-year sample size. Teams that are a home dog of eight or more coming off a bye, and previous to the bye, they lost by 14 or more points. So they got beat by two touchdowns. They had a bye week. They're not a good team because they're a home dog of eight or more. They've gone 21 and 42, 33%. That fade team this week is UMass. And again, uh, we'll talk about UMass and Rutgers and which really is the worst team in college football in a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a close uh, comparison between the two. That's a great stat there. Again, home dogs of plus eight or higher off a bye that went into the bye off a bad loss by two touchdowns or more, 33% ATS over the last decade. That is a trend that in my mind, meaningful across sport, uh, I shouldn't say across, across teams uh, throughout the whole sport. Those are the trends that in my mind are the ones you want to pay the most attention to. This is one that has proven its metal. And of course, We are talking about one of the worst teams in college football. We're talking about fading UMass. Big weekend for outright upsets in college football. I believe the biggest weekend of the season. We're going to talk about two of those in a minute. We're going to highlight Illinois and Georgia Tech. But when we're talking about this list of upsets, Ralph, you put down everything more than a field goal. There was a bunch last week. Outright underdog winners. If you were parlaying them together, you might have hit a pretty nice score. We'll talk about one potential in just a minute. Yeah, I mean, you know, the ones of of 10-point dogs, Illinois over Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, Missouri, Georgia Tech, Miami of Florida, Oregon State, and Eastern Michigan was a nine-point dog. I had Oregon State, and in fact, um, on the the live show Friday night and Saturday when I was on, I gave out Oregon State, and I told our viewers to bet it on the money line. So I'm happy they got that play. I just didn't parlay it with any others. And there were, in fact, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 more upsets last week by dogs that were plus 3.5 or more. Biggest upsets year-to-date so far? Illinois, the 20-point dog to Wisconsin. Bowling Green, 26-and-a-half-point dog to Toledo. Citadel over Georgia Tech. Georgia State over Tennessee. Vanderbilt over Missouri. South Carolina over Georgia. 
and then Kansas, Boston College, and Georgia Tech, Miami of Florida. I mean, by the end of the season, that list is going to be pretty darn long, Ralph. No question about it. And if you were playing Moneyline Parlays, look, uh, I looked it up. I don't think anyone played it. I didn't play it. But if you had Georgia Tech, they were plus 18, and yet they were only, I think, plus 800 on the money line. Illinois was in the plus 2,500 range on the money line. You parlay those two together, that paid out 233 to 1 on a two-teamer, Ralph. Not an eight-teamer, not a 20-teamer, a two-teamer. Illinois, of of all the stuff that I missed, a bunch of stuff last Saturday, but the one I was was so mad at myself for not having Illinois because I've been talking about how Wisconsin was overrated and overvalued and all of that, and I stepped in front of them once and got my teeth kicked in, and I'm like, this is the spot. It's the mother of all sandwich games. They're going on the road. Their opponent's interested. Did I pull the trigger? No. Was I shocked when Illinois won straight up? No. Were you? And what about Miami losing outright as 18-point dogs to uh, Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech is a team that I liked, and we talked about it on the air. I just couldn't pull the trigger. Miami shouldn't have been an 18-point favorite against anyone. I was a little surprised. I was not surprised Illinois covered. I was very surprised that Wisconsin lost the game outright. Illinois had come into it, the situation as a very poor rushing defense, and I thought even on a bad game, Wisconsin's going to be able to run the ball enough. Well, that proved me wrong. One thing to look at in college football, when you have a team like Wisconsin beating up on a lot of bullies, you know, coming into the game, they opened up at USF and then they had five straight home games. This was a team that hadn't been on the road since USF, which was week one. And you're not in your routine week one. You go down earlier. The game was a midweek game. I mean, there's so much difference than a, a regular season road game where you get into a routine. Hey, they played five They played five straight home games, including three cupcakes. They go on the road, Big Ten road games. That's exactly what can happen. Yeah, and I mean, the key to that game, the key to the straight-up loss was the Jonathan Taylor fumble. Uh, He didn't look right that entire game. Uh, And if Wisconsin doesn't have their running back looking right, they're not going to win. Jack Cohen's not going to pass him to victory against Ohio State, I'll tell you that. Oregon passed their test. Nice come-from-behind win at Washington. I was impressed with the Ducks on Saturday. They got gashed early. They stepped up late. I agree. The defense gave up more yards than I thought they would, but the offense uh, exceeded my expectations, and they did as I thought they would, would win and cover at, at Washington. And again, doing that on the road, coming from behind, that was a test. Oregon passed that test in a way they couldn't pass earlier in the season. Oklahoma and Ohio State's the sportsbook weekly nightmare. Buckeyes blow them out on Friday night. Sooners get the money on Saturday, week after week, from every sportsbook director I've talked to. The two biggest liabilities in Las Vegas on a weekly basis have been Ohio State and Oklahoma, both covered again last Saturday. Ohio State lost to FAU in the opener, and all they've done is cover every game since by 21 points per game. They're not only covering, they're blowing teams out. They sure are. Michigan climbed through the back door at Penn State. Heck, they had a chance to send the game into overtime, but... A drop pass for the Wolverines doomed their chances. They still got the money in Happy Valley. Penn State did not win by margin. They had, I believe, a 143-yard edge. Color me impressed with Michigan. Even though they lost the game by seven and they pushed or, or, or covered the spread by one point, I moved them up two points in my power ratings because of what they did on the road in that comeback. 
We'll talk Michigan Notre Dame a little bit later in the show. When we come back, we're going to talk World Series and NBA opening night. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL Access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NBA season tips off with two games tonight. And you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, and late swap support, much, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK, D-U-N-K. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get your 10% off Right now, dailyroto.com, where millionaires are made. Well, <laughs> there's a lot going on tonight, Ralph, and it starts, and it should start, with the World Series. The Houston Astros, the Washington Nationals, not two of the more successful franchises when we talk about the long-term history of MLB, and yet here they are meeting for a chance for the post 
season title. The Astros have Garrett Cole on the hill, and Cole has been nothing but exceptional. What are they, 27-3 and three in his last 30 starts? Not like the Nationals are going with chopped liver. Max Scherzer is an ace, and he's a 180 dog in today's game. Houston in the minus $2 range, total of 6.5 against the Nets. What's your take on game one, and what's your take on the full series? I'll tell you this much. I can only take the Nats at this price, and I'm not excited about taking the Nats and fading uh, the Astros team that has been the best team in baseball uh, this season and, and has been the best team in baseball here in the postseason and has been dominant on this field in the postseason, which is what matters most. All that said, man, you see the Yankees plus 180, plus 190? You're like, or not the Yankees, <laughs> the Nationals plus 180. The Yankees at plus 180 attracted a fair bit of attention too. Now it's the Nats in that role. What's your take? Game one and full series, Astros uh, facing off against Washington. I agree that the Nationals feel like there's something special, like this can be that rally around team with these pitchers. You know, losing a big free agent like they did and then getting to the World Series behind their three starters. You know, and I've heard a lot of people talk about well, you have Max Scherzer plus 180. There is so much value there. Well, let me turn that around and say this. You have Garrett Cole only laying 200. There's value in there. His last five games before the Yankees, you know, uh, going finishing the season, minus 400, minus 480, minus 500, minus 365, minus 450. So to get Garrett Cole only minus 200, there's some value. I just tweeted out, Teddy, something I looked up in the break. In the playoffs since 2016, game one home favorites of 155 or more have won 17 straight. So going all the way back to 16, if you are a sizable favorite at home, game one of the series, uh, you haven't lost in 17 straight times. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to expect Cole to win today, and then I am going to bet the Nationals tomorrow in the series at a much bigger price. Your thoughts on that? And that, to me, is the absolute key. You do not make a bet on the game without making a corresponding bet on the series. If you like the Nats to win tonight, if you're right, that series price won't be there tomorrow. If you think Cole is the way to go tonight, you wait till tomorrow before you take the Nats. Then you take the Nats in game two and take the adjusted series price uh, on Washington and get that huge plus price. All that said, World Series games and playoff games in general, we talk about the starting pitching a lot. It's not about the starting pitching. It's about lineups and bullpens. And when you grade out these two lineups and the way they've hit in the postseason, there's not a minus $2 differential between the way the Astros can hit and the way the Nationals can hit. That said, you grade out the two bullpens and perhaps there is a minus $2 differential between the Nets and the bullpen. Scherzer could go nine here. He could go throw a complete game. Wouldn't shock anybody, myself included. But if it comes down to a battle of the bullpens, there is a decided advantage for the home team, both in tonight's game one and in the series. Eddie, one final note before we jump to the NBA. You talk about the batting and the bullpens. Over the last 20 days, looking at the Wager Talk first pitch baseball newsletter, the Astros batting 208 with a 243 slugging percentage. 
in the last 20 days. The Nationals batting 250, 42% higher, and a 321 slugging percentage, 78% higher for the Nationals over the Astros. Okay, well, World Series starts tonight, as does the NBA. For those viewers that know or don't know me, you know, my specialty, I got into this business handicapping college basketball. I consider myself a college basketball expert, and I spend my time in this early uh, fall of September, October, and November studying college hoops. Teddy's a little more diverse, spends a lot of time in the NBA, so we're going to count on Teddy, Teddy's expertise quite a bit here, especially early in this NBA season. Teddy, tonight, two big games. A little of the sheen off with the uh, Zion Williamson injury. Toronto, a seven-point favorite, a total of 230, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Your take on the first of the two NBA opening night games. The only way I can look at this game is Toronto minus the points. And unfortunately, the betting markets have moved in that direction pretty strongly. Uh, This game opened in the five, five five-and-a-half range. Now we're talking about sevens. We've seen a little bit of under money come in this total 231 and a half down to 230 uh, as we speak. And the only way, the only reason I, uh, the, the, the reason I, the only way side I can have in this game is Toronto is real simple. All right. Don't put the cart before the horse in the NBA. New Orleans may be pretty good team January, February, March, April. Coming out of the gate, this is a team that has four new starters that just lost the focal point of their offense coming in uh, to the regular season. And Say what you want about Alvin Gentry. This is not a defense-first basketball team. Toronto, on the other side of the equation, yeah, yeah, they lost two key pieces. You know, they lost the NBA's MVP in Kawhi, uh, and they lost Danny Green, both of whom are playing uh, different places in L.A. uh, this season. But the core is still there. Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Anubi, uh, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Norm Powell. Their core is there. It's not the exact same team that we saw from Toronto last year, but it's much closer to the team we saw in Toronto last year than the New Orleans team that has been completely rebuilt and will have four new starters on the floor. So if I'm playing, I'm laying. This is a Raptors or pass spot for me on day one of the NBA season. Eddie, quick question on the Pelicans. Does the mindset change? from the Pelicans, from Zion, who was going to be out a little bit, to now knowing he has the surgery and a definite period of, you know, multiple weeks, even up to two months. Does that change your handicapping technique on the Pelicans early in the season? Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, the, the bottom line, again, when you talk about early season NBA, everyone that I talked to was like, well, this team's going to be good. That team's going to. It's not about how good they're going to be. It's how good they are right now. You're betting tonight's game. It's How good is New Orleans tonight? And the fact that they, again, put a lot of emphasis on Zion being the go-to guy in the preseason. All right, he's going to miss a couple games. No, 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 he's going to miss a couple of months. From a one-night standpoint, I think New Orleans was going to be uh, have a problematic situation either way. And the fact that Zion's out longer than initially suspected, it only means that the coaching staff is going to have that much more work to do to get that team up to speed. Worth noting, there's a quote. I I like reading player quotes in the NBA. I'm a player quote guy. Here's a quote from Fred Van Bleet talking about Toronto. Quote, playing with Kawhi was an extreme luxury, but it was very challenging. 
I've never played with a guy like that before who was just so good and just so dominant that you just have to get out of the way sometimes. When he didn't play last year, we had a lot of fun. I'll say that. The ball moves. And obviously, you want a guy like that when you're trying to win a championship. But I think the ball moving, everyone sharing it, playing faster, it can be fun for sure. That's a bet on quote from Fred Van Vliet, even without Toronto's former MVP. Well, I really don't feel sorry for Laker fans or L.A. basketball fans, but if you ask them, it, it, it seems like it's been 100 years since they had a good basketball team. We now have LeBron. We now have Kawhi. We now have two very good teams in L.A. The Lakers open up tonight a three-and-a-half-point favorite, total of two, 23-and-a-half. Your take on Kawhi versus LeBron, 1.0. I would expect the Clippers by the end of the season to be better than the Lakers. This is not the end of the season. They won't have Paul George tonight. And again, we want those player quotes. The players will tell you if they're ready or not. Kawhi Leonard, quote, we still have to find a rhythm with each other playing together. But I think we're going to do well. That's my mindset on it. Come out and win ball games. That's a red flag quote. That's a we're not ready quote. And again, you talk about a team that has gone through massive roster upheaval in the offseason, the Clippers are certainly that team, you know. And, yeah, you know, they've got the guard cores there, that the, what they had in Beverly and Williams and Shemet and Harrell and all that. Um, There's certainly, if I'm playing the game, I can only take the Clips plus that Kawhi, uh, Kawhi quote scares me. Uh, I don't want the Lakers right now. The Lakers are all hype and no defense. They're not going to have Kuzma. Kuzma matters. I'm certainly not laying points with L.A. tonight. And my gut reaction is the Lakers are something uh, of an overvalued commodity coming into 2019 campaign. In general, I'd rather be betting against the Lakers early than betting on them. This is going to be a team that's going to make their money for their backers months from now. Not out of the gate. The learning curve in L.A. will be pretty steep for both of these teams. Well, again, being a a Cavs fan and from Cleveland, I, I know the players had those same type of quotes with Kawhi, with LeBron. It takes a bit to learn how to handicap a game and play a game when you have a star like LeBron. We'll be back. We're going to continue this segment right after the break with some NBA sleeper discussions and some of our favorite season win totals. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down the world of sports and sports betting for you on a Tuesday here on Wager Talk. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore Covers. Follow Ralph on Twitter at CalSportsLV. Follow SportsGrid on Twitter at SportsGrid. And follow SportsGrid on Instagram. Follow SportsGrid all over the place. SportsGrid TV is where you want to be on YouTube for sure. On Instagram for sure. On Twitter, for sure, get updates every time we go live. Get updates when there's new programming. Get updates coming direct to you. Again, SportsGrid TV on Instagram and on YouTube. Two follows you want to have. NBA sleeper discussion. And, of course, we're talking about sleepers that could be bet on or bet against. When we look at the win totals this year, there's only six teams lined above 50 wins. No team at 58 or higher. There's a whole lot of teams in that 46, 45, 44, 43 range. A lot of mediocrity in the NBA this year. Not a lot of elite teams at the very bottom. You know, you have the Milwaukee and Philadelphia, Houston, Denver, Utah as the top five teams. At the bottom, it's Memphis, New York, Washington, Cleveland, and Charlotte. All five of those teams look like garbage on paper. Anything that you're seeing in terms of uh, early thoughts on, or not early thoughts, but thoughts on win total, thoughts on undervalued or overvalued commodities coming into the seasons, uh, give your opinions if you have any, Ralph. I'll share mine as soon as you're done. Again, just one quick one that I did. I just do quick plus minuses going into the season. Just so you have, you know, I think it's important for our viewers to write down their preseason thoughts so you know if they were right or wrong. It doesn't matter if they're right or wrong, but you from them next season. One team I think is priced too low is Detroit. They were 41 wins last year. They were a playoff team. I think they made positive moves bringing in some veterans. They have a backup point guard, which they haven't had. Uh, you're getting them over 38 with 41 wins last year. I expect them to, to match last year's and go over the 38 wins. Yeah, there's a couple teams I like. I think Atlanta 
Uh, that that young core for the Hawks is really good. I'm not sure if they're going to play enough defense, uh, but offense. The Hawks are going to outscore a lot of teams. I, I see betting value with Atlanta. I would take them over 34, and the Pacers at 46 and a half. I understand Oladipo's hurt, and I understand he's going to be out for an extended stretch, and that when he comes back, he'll probably be coming off the bench. He'll be working his way into shape. You look at that Pacers roster. It's young, it's hungry, it's athletic, and it's deep. I'm very bullish. Uh, on Indiana. Uh, when it comes to unders, well, we talked about two teams that I don't love tonight. Uh, they're playing each other, the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, neither neither team has anything to prove in the regular season. Both teams, to me, are a little bit overvalued. Uh, I would look to go under with the Lakers and with the Clippers. I'm not convinced either one of those teams gets to 50 win. Let's talk college football okay. now, Ralph. We've done plenty of NBA discussion for the opening night, and there is weeknight college football to talk about, as well as Saturday college football with a bunch of big games. We'll do a full-on NFL discussion tomorrow, but today, let's break down some of the marquee matchups in college footy, and let's start uh, on Thursday night where there's been a big line move already today. SMU was minus 13.5, total of 68 against Houston. Last I looked, the 13 and a half were gone and the 14s are gone. That up to 14 and a half now at most places. The total two been bet down 68s. They're down to 66, even 65 and a half. The betting markets don't think the Cougs are going to be able to trade points with the Mustangs in national TV action on Thursday. Well, let's see. You're the Houston Cougars. You got a UConn. And you put up 284 yards. Yeah, they're not going to be able to score against SMU. I Looking ahead last week, I had SMU circled as a team I was going to play. Here's the reason I'm not. Boise lost. That puts SMU as the number one group of five team. That puts the public thinking that now SMU has to win and cover by a big margin to continue being that one. But that also puts more pressure on them. That has the players thinking, oh, my gosh, we beat Houston. We beat Memphis. We beat East Carolina. We beat Navy. We beat Tulane. We're going to a New Year's Day six bowl. I don't like having that team that's in the driver's seat with that added pressure. So it's a no play for me, wherein, as I thought last week, I'd be on SMU as a play this week. Yeah, I got down on SMU before the line move. I was glad, uh, at least as of now, I'm glad that I did. I got the best. Uh, of the number uh, on that one. And of course, at 14 and a half, not nearly as good a play as it was at 13 and a half. The key number of 14 obviously lies in between. Friday night TV action, USC at Colorado. And the Buffs, let's be honest, they've looked like a dead team the last two weeks. Last year, down the stretch, different head coach. But that was a quit team over the back half of the season. Are we seeing more of the same from the Buffs right now? Or is the Tucker era going to be different right now? USC 13, even 13 and a half popping up. Total of 60 and a half in Boulder. Teddy, I look at this one way. Yards per play diff. USC is number 39 against the number five schedule. Those are nice numbers. People don't talk about USC being that efficient. Colorado, number 115. Colorado, defensive yards per play, number 128. There's 130 teams in college football. You are number 128 in defensive yards per play. The USC offense is now 
playing very well in this first-year Graham Harrell offensive run-and-shoot system. The quarterbacks are comfortable. The receivers are comfortable. The 450 yards they put up against Arizona are comfortable. This Colorado pass D allowing 65% completions over 315 yards per game. I like the Trojans. And we've seen a little bit of over money come in there today. The 60 and a half sped up to 61 and now 62s are popping up. Weather forecast for Boulder on Friday night. The temperature is going to be in the 40s. No wind expected. Going to be a relatively good weather night for USC playing up in the mountains. Texas coming off an insane barn burner against Kansas State. 50 to 48 was a final. Longhorns defense didn't exactly show well for themselves. Well, we've seen legit two-way action on this game. Texas and TCU been bouncing back and forth. Texas minus one, pick them. TCU minus one, pick them. Back to Texas minus one. Right now, you can find plus one with either team if you shop around. What's your take? Longhorns versus the Horned Frog. I don't see TCU being able to keep up offensively with Texas. You know, they made the switch to the freshman quarterback. Uh, they've talked about it. Patterson had a meeting with his kids saying, hey, listen, we're dogs. We're going to be dogs in five of our last six games. We're going to have to pull three upsets to get through this. Um, it just seems to me there's there's a defeatist attitude. And when I, you know, when I look at uh when I look at TCU, you know, 17 points at Kansas State, 24 points against Iowa State, they're playing up tempo. They're number 13 in yards per play, which surprises me. They ran 87 plays against Kansas. You have a young quarterback, you have a defense that is giving up some big plays, although it's a veteran defense. I look and I think Texas can score in the 30s against TCU, and I don't see TCU getting anywhere near 30 points with that offense. Yeah, I'm surprised that this money hasn't come stronger for the Longhorns. Right now, this game getting two-way action. I would be surprised if Texas is not the favorite at kickoff in this one. If you do like Texas, I bet them sooner rather than later. Marquee matchups all over the place in college football this weekend. This one, however, lost a little bit of the luster after Wisconsin uh, suffered the straight-up, outright upset dog uh, loss last week to Illinois. Uh, as I'm seeing 29, I know that uh, I, I graded them as 31-point favorites at the close. 30-and-a-half, uh, 31 uh, for Wisconsin. But they lost straight up, and now they got to take on Ohio State. And I'll tell you what, this is a Buckeyes team that has been a juggernaut They've been them in Oklahoma, the sportsbook's biggest liabilities all year long. No surprise then, after Wisconsin's loss, that Ohio State comes out as two touchdown favorites, total in the range of 50. Ohio State is plus 298 yards per game. That's number one in college football. I look at Wisconsin. You talked about Wisconsin being a fake team, playing USF on the road and having all those home games now having to go on the road. Well, Jonathan Taylor has to rush the ball for Cone to be effective. You said Jonathan Taylor wasn't right. We're talking about a USC defense allowing 2.6 yards per carry. And while so much is made of Wisconsin's number one defense statistically, I jotted down some notes on this game, Teddy. USC, I mean, uh, Wisconsin has played offenses that rank in efficiency 
113, 92, 55, 119, 51, 43, 111. That's an average of 83. You're now playing the number one, two, or three offense, depending on how you want to put Ohio State and Oklahoma, uh, that I'd I, I see Ohio State with another blowout and Wisconsin falling apart in this game. That's just it. I mean, the Badgers, if they fall behind, they are not going to rally from behind. Cone is not going to throw Wisconsin to a point spread cover in this one. And Taylor wasn't right last week. LSU was right last week. LSU's been right every week. Joe Burrow, now the favorite to win the Heisman. That may change on a week-in, week-out basis, but Burrow's put up monster numbers. LSU's got the schedule. They have the national pedigree, and they're double-digit favorites here. Minus 10.5, total 58.5 in a Tigers versus Tigers matchup, Auburn. LSU. Well, LSU is that other offense you could put in there with Oklahoma or Ohio State on who you think is the best offense this year. Uh, and I, I backed LSU last week, and you know they went on the road, and yes, they won and covered. You know, but the defense held a uh, a freshman quarterback at Mississippi State um, down to seven points until that last drive of the game. And I look at LSU, and and I think. They have the better offense. They don't have the better defense than than Auburn. But being at home, I rate their defense even with Auburn being on the road. Uh, something that a lot of people haven't talked about, Jeteravius White, Whitlow, excuse me, from Auburn, was injured. He was their leading rusher, 544 yards on the season, five yards per carry. He is now out. They survived last week against Arkansas and rushed for 298 yards, but this team will not be able to rush for anywhere near that. I think Bo Nix is going to struggle getting forced to pass the ball like he did at Florida where they only had 269 yards. Another game, LSU, I think a chip on their shoulder, just like Ohio State. I like the LSU Tigers as the favorite. Yeah, I'd be reluctant to take Auburn in this one simply because if Auburn falls behind, they do not have a realistic way of getting back in that ball game. The quarterback play from Knicks is not the type of quarterback play that I'd be confident with uh, versus a team that can throw the football all over the field and perhaps come from behind if they trail early. Let's do one more here and talk about my Michigan Wolverines. They got the money against Penn State. All right, so what? They didn't win the game. Who cares? They covered. That's all that matters. True fans, I'll tell you. Michigan, minus one total of 50 against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Nothing but Notre Dame money in early betting action this week. Notre Dame impressed me going to Georgia. Michigan impressed me going to Penn State. I think Penn State's offense finally saw the light of day. I like Notre Dame at home against, excuse me, I like Michigan at home against Notre Dame. <laughs> Yeah, lots of teams to talk about. Very easy to misspeak. He likes uh, the Wolverines minus the point. We'll be right back here on Wager. Wait- 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Here in the home stretch of Wager Talk, Petty Coverton, Ralph Michaels. And Ralph, what we like to do here at the end of the show, a little betting 101. And this one has everything to do with season win totals, in particular season win totals from the NBA. And it all starts with a simple mathematical formula. 30 NBA teams times 41 wins a team equals a maximum and a minimum of 1,230 wins in the NBA this season. There will be no more than that. (laughs) 1,230 wins in the NBA this season. They will be distributed among the 30 teams one way or another. But your research has uncovered a fatal flaw in the broader marketplace that bettors need to be aware of. Teddy, this isn't just an NBA. I do this for every sport. You talked about not wanting to bet futures because there there's not a yes no bet. Well, the NBA season win totals are a yes no bet. Yes, they're going to go over this amount or no they're going to go under. But here's the difference. Vegas knows and sports books know you're going to tend to bet the over. So if you look at the NBA season win totals, I'm just using Caesars as an example, their current number 
has 1,271 wins. That's 41 more wins than you can possibly get. That works out to 1.4 wins per team. So if you are looking at an overbet, you are already laying 1.4 wins of juice. If you're betting the under, you are getting an advantage. So find those sports books, do a drop them in an Excel, add up the win totals, look what the win totals are. Some, when they put out their numbers, have the wins equal the losses. Others don't. They don't care that they don't equal. They're putting out monies to get equal wagers on both sides where they're getting the juice. So a small little thing to take advantage, but just something to be aware of as you're betting season win totals in the NBA or in any sport. Again, the wins are lined at 41 more wins than are mathematically possible to get this NBA season. Ralph Michael says there's value betting some of these NBA season win totals under, and I don't disagree. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend with Ralph and I. We'll do it again right here on Wager Talk tomorrow. Enjoy your next 23 hours. We'll be back. And right now, stay... Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. 